0: I'm Dr. Delia Karamonti. Welcome to the Integrative Palliative Podcast, where I give physicians who care for people with serious conditions the tools they need to help their patients thrive at any stage of illness. My motto is whole person care for people with serious illness using all the tools that work. This approach is the ultimate win-win because patients are happy and physicians enjoy practicing medicine again. There is a better way and we'll find it together. Let's get started. welcome everyone. Today, we're going to talk about five tips for dealing with angry patients. I have had many angry patients in my career, and you probably have two, from the ones that wanted pain meds that I wouldn't give them for chronic pain, who were throwing chairs in my waiting room. That's unusual. But More frequently, things like you go into a room and the family member is just agitated. And I have one that I'm thinking about right now. The son was there. His mom had cancer. She was in the hospital with an infection and he was just furious. The tests were scheduled too late. Medicines were showing up that they hadn't heard about. They wanted to talk to the hospitalist, but no one was coming in. Food was cold and the guy was just mad. Sometimes our first response is to get kind of defensive. And if we bring a defensive posture, they will get even more agitated and the interaction gets even worse. So five tips. The first one, and maybe it's the most important one, is your main tool with a family member or patient who is angry is reflective listening. And so what is reflective listening? That means that you are repeating back what the person is saying to you and or what they appear to be communicating to you. So you can either use their exact words or you can reflect back to them what it seems like they might be feeling. So you might reflect back. You're really frustrated with how your mom's hospitalization has been going. You're not happy with the food. You wish the hospitalists were more available. You wish you knew more what was going on and people were communicating with you more clearly and more often. This is just not how you wanted it to go. And then you can add what you think might be going on. Things like you're really worried about your mom. You want to make sure that she's getting the best possible care. And maybe you're wondering, is she getting the best possible care? Is she getting the attention that some other patients are getting? Is this the right place for her? Am I doing everything that I can? And you can reflect back what the emotions might be. Maybe you're feeling angry. Maybe you're feeling worried about her. Maybe you're feeling like you don't have control and this is really important and you want to have control. So keep reflecting back what they say and what they seem to be communicating with their emotions and their body and what you think might be going on. And if you're wrong, don't worry about it. If you say, you know, maybe you're feeling really like you want to control the situation better. They might say, no, I don't want to control it. I just want to trust that you guys are doing the right thing. So if you're wrong, people will just correct you, but they won't be mad at you. But when you're right, they feel heard. And that is really the most important thing in helping to de-escalate somebody is making them feel heard. What sometimes happens in the healthcare encounter instead is that the doctor or other healthcare provider will kind of argue with the patient. No, no the CT scan wasn't late. That's when it was supposed to happen. Or the hospitalist is busy. He's got a lot of other patients to see and he or she will be here soon. You need to be patient. So when we bring our agitation back or when we argue with the person, they get more escalated and the whole encounter gets worse. So reflective listening, reflective listening, reflective listening. When you're doing reflective listening, it's really important to match their energy. Now, You don't have to match it totally. Like if they're yelling, you shouldn't be yelling at them. But if they're feeling kind of agitated and they're giving you agitated energy, you don't want to be super calm and very low voiced. That will infuriate people. You want to match their energy a little bit. So if they're saying, listen, you people are not giving her the care that she needs. You want to up your energy a little bit and say, It sounds like you are really worried your mom is not getting the best care. So be careful you don't go over their energy, but you don't want to be too calm if they're feeling agitated. You want to match them because that helps de-escalate people. So that's number two. The first is reflective listening. The second is matching their energy. The third is keep doing it. Because sometimes people do reflective listening for, you know, a time or two, and then they move on. But actually, you, you may need to do it 10 times, 15 times, 20 times. You keep doing it. And the way you know you can stop doing that particular technique is the patient or family de-escalates their emotion. Because when people really feel heard, they will calm down. So if they are saying, you guys are not taking good care of her. And you're reflecting back, you don't feel like she's getting the best care, and you want her to get the best care, and you wanna know what's going on, and you wanna know that she's gonna get taken care of the way you would want her taken care of. And you keep going. You're really frustrated. You keep trying to communicate, and it sounds like you're not feeling like you're getting back what you need, and you're not feeling like she is really getting the care that she deserves. And when people really feel heard, they will eventually say, Yes. Yes, exactly. Usually they'll say, thank you for hearing me. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Because people just want to feel heard. So you have to do reflective listening much longer than you think you should have to do it. But when you do it long enough, almost always the person will deescalate. So number one is reflective listening. Number two is matching their energy. Number three is keep going, keep doing the reflective listening. Number four is make sure that you are keeping yourself safe. So sometimes even though you do the right techniques, people will escalate for their own reasons. You want to make sure that you are not inside the room with the patient or family member between you and the door. You always want to be able to access the door. And if you need to move your body around in the room, then you should do that. Also, you should check in in terms of keeping yourself safe with your intuition. And if you're starting to feel like something doesn't feel right, you can excuse yourself and go get help. Go get another person to be in the room with you. So don't ever feel like, You have to be so empathetic that you can't take care of your own well-being. Make sure you're keeping yourself safe. And then number five, if you're dealing with a difficult or angry patient, is to have some sort of detox ritual for yourself once it's all over. So that may be talking to a colleague and just telling them about what happened, or it might be journaling, or it might be going for a run. It might be doing shaking. I do that, like shaking water off my hands and my arms. That helps me get the agitated energy out. Different people have different rituals, but you really should have an intentional specific ritual to kind of get off the yuck of a an angry patient or family. Some people rub it off their arms. Some people take a shower. Um, some people pray. Some people sing. Some people dance. But you shouldn't just say, oh, God, that was over and then move on to the next thing. You intentionally should get rid of some of that negative energy. Okay, so five tips for dealing with angry patients. Number one, reflective listening. Number two, match their energy. Number three, keep going with reflective listening way longer than you think you should have to do it. Number four, make sure that you keep yourself safe and check in with your intuition and go get help if you need it. And number five is some sort of detoxification ritual of the yuck that has come your way when it's all done. All right. Thank you so much for being here and listening. Let's transform the care of patients with serious and complex illness together. Because if we use more tools, we get happier patients, we have a more enjoyable practice, and that's good for everybody. Oh, wait, I almost forgot your homework. For this week, your homework is to practice reflective listening. And you can do it with an angry patient if you happen to have one. But if you don't, you can do it with your kids, with your spouse, with your friends. And I know it feels awkward at first, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. So if someone says, oh, my God, I had such a terrible day, you can say back, it sounds like you had a really terrible, hard day. Just keep practicing it. Just practice it. It works so well. It's such a great counseling tool, but you have to practice it to stop feeling awkward about it. So that's your homework. Practice reflective listening. Bye, and I'll see you next Thursday. Thank you for listening to the Integrative Palliative Podcast, brought to you by the Institute for Integrative Palliative Medicine. If you found value in this podcast, please share with a friend or a colleague, subscribe or leave us a review. And to learn about upcoming Integrative Palliative Educational Programs or get on the waiting list for our next Physician Scholars Program, Go to www.tiipm.org and sign up and I'll see you next week.